there, my friends, and welcome to Story You Talk Radio. I am delighted to spend this hour with you. My name is Coach Debbie, and I help people write their books and their blogs and their brands and their speeches. And I also help people on the journey of their life story. Not just the stories that we make up and publish, but the real one you're living. That's a very, very, very important story you got going on there. And what happens is sometimes we're not as intentional about the story we want to live. We get kind of down in the weeds of all the things we think we're supposed to do. Hence, that brings me to the topic we are going to talk about today. We're going to focus on the permission to soar, really soar and really align your writing life and your personal life. Or if you're not writing right now, your personal life and your professional life. Or if you're not being so professional right now, your family life, and your love life, or whatever it is that you're merging together, we always want to have the permission to align and soar at the highest altitude that we can. But we are really, really accustomed to just getting by. And sometimes we're even accustomed to the idea of things being kind of mediocre for a really long time. And that's not, that's not where I want you. I want you soaring. So I got a whole lot of ideas to help you out today. I also have some testimonials from people that I've worked with and coached who have told me what was their dire dream, what it was that was going to allow them to soar, and what we did with that. I think it's so wonderful to receive that support from a coach, but also for you to hear the testimonial of people that have gone through programs, where they started, where they finished up, what they expected, and what they ended up with in the end. For so many, it is much more than they had anticipated. What I find is that most of us are used to getting by. We even think that that's the way you're supposed to do things, to just get by. But I don't believe that. And hopefully by the end of this show, I will make a convert out of you. So you can always write in and send me questions. My email address is Debbie at CoachDebbie.com. The spelling for that is D-E-B-B-Y. Debbie at CoachDebbie.com. D-E-B-B-Y. And I would love to get your questions. I also want to tell you, permission to soar. It's not just our radio show today, but it is also my latest program. I'm offering a 90-day program, almost 90 days, where through the months of October, November, and into December, 
we will be meeting on Fridays on Zoom, and we are going to not only look at what it means to have permission to soar, but we're going to start stepping into it in multiple areas of our life. Because if you're listening to this show live, you know we are just in the fourth quarter of the year. And that means 2023 is just around the corner. It also means holidays are just around the corner. It means now that you got little kiddos back in school or big kiddos off to college, you need to be getting ready for everything that you said was going to happen as you wind down 2022. You also need to get ready for 2023. Doesn't mean you have to put terrible pressure on yourself, but what does it mean if you actually step into this idea of giving yourself permission to soar? I think you're really going to like it. I can tell you that my mentors have done exactly this with me It might not be exactly their words or exactly how they brand it, but when I look back, say, in my life coaching mentoring, one of the things my life coach, Alan Cohen, did for me was he helped me understand that there was so much more support and love around me and in favor of me than I was even recognizing. I, I, in my mind, thought, yeah, I have a lot of support. I do. I have. But when he got me to list it out, and then he started to reflect back all that he saw that wasn't on my list, wow. It was like I just bumped myself into a whole new frequency. And a lot of great things happen when you feel the permission to really soar. I mean, when was the last time you spotted an eagle and you watched how they claim their altitude and then how they just open their wingspan and glide on air? When you're soaring, your work is behind you. You're not flapping your wings as hard as you can go. You are floating on air to some degree. The permission has already been granted. You are in the effects of soaring. And that's what I want for you. If you are new to my show, I just want to remind you that I am a life coach here in Seattle, Washington. My background is strongly with the arts I was a teacher of literature for 20 years in the Seattle area. I worked with college students that were writing essays and articles and preparing for the big journey forward. I then went into finding entrepreneurial ways that I could start helping people write their books and their blogs and their speeches. I train coaches and teachers and writers and other trainers to be really fit with their brand, to really find that succinct balance with their brand. 
It has been my experience too over time that many, many people come to me and they say, you know, things are going okay. I'm just lacking a little luster in my business. And when we get down into it, we find out that things aren't going okay. That's just a common story that we say. Someone will say, how are you doing? And we'll say, I'm doing okay. And that kind of covers up, no, things aren't, they're not going so well. Things haven't been going so well for a while. We feel it's not really socially acceptable to say that. And maybe with certain people in your circle, it just isn't. You've had bad experience with that. But when you get yourself in front of a coach or a mentor, they want to know the truth because they want to help you dial in on what is your next best step. What is going to serve you most? That's exactly what we're going to be talking about here today. So I will be sharing with you some conversations I've had with my mentees, as well as the people like yourself who have written into me with questions. I am always happy to take your questions, so please feel free to send them to Debbie, that's D-E-B-B-Y, at CoachDebbie.com. If for any reason we don't get to them on this show, we will definitely get to them on the next show. I want to assure you that I am the only person who reads my mail, and your secrets are safe with me. So, let's dive into this. What are some of the things that people tell me that they really, really want the permission to soar for? They're thinking, this is what would make me feel so good if I could just achieve these things. Well, probably the number one thing I've heard because I help people write their books is I want the permission to soar and become a best-selling author. I've heard this again and again. There is no reason why you can't. And you might be surprised by that. You might start running your own story as soon as I tell you there's no reason why you can't have permission to soar and be a best-selling author. You might say, but you don't understand. I, I didn't even finish high school, let alone go to college. That doesn't mean you can't be a best-selling author. Do the statistics and run the numbers. There are thousands and thousands of people out there that did not study literature, that did not finish high school, and they wrote amazing books. If you want it, that's something you can have. Want is going to be the key word. Another thing that people tell me they want permission for is to have just a gorgeous and seamless brand. They want people to come to their website or come to their events and just instantly see how it all comes together. They want it to be evident. They don't want to have to do long explaining of what they do. They want it to be really, really clear to the viewer. Hey, there is no reason why you can't have that. 
And right away, you might start saying to yourself, but the people that I want to emulate spent $50,000 on their brand. Well, good for them. You know, that's awesome that they did that. Would you be willing to start with 500? Because if you are, that is a step in the right direction. You will start to get ready to soar. You'll be stepping into the permission side and the soaring will come. And just because somebody spent 50 grand on their brand doesn't mean you have to. In fact, you'll probably find if you start with 500 and you work up to 1,000, you'll find where your point is where you say, I like this. I like what I've created with these few thousand dollars. This is looking good to me for now. I'll tell you, I've done that a lot with my website. I started with a three-page website in 2014. It's what I could afford. A few years ago, I had a screaming expensive website. If I could afford to have continued it, I would. But wow, all the bells and whistles going on. Right now, I am developing a new website, and I think she's going to be beautiful. I give myself that permission to soar into a brand that delights me, even when I'm watching my pennies. You can do that too. I've heard from others, boy, if I had permission to soar, I would have a balanced writing life with a family life. I've had many clients who have told me they feel that the reason they're not really taking off as a writer is because their loyalty is to their family. I am not a coach in the business of telling you to give up your loyalty to your family. But if you want life coaching, I will help you understand how to bring balance where maybe some boundaries are out of bound for fun, right? Sometimes that happens. We're so loyal that we are not being loyal to ourselves in any way. Your family doesn't want you to go through that, even though maybe they're putting a lot of demand on you. I help you get those boundaries in alignment so that your writing life and your family life can achieve balance. Some people want permission to start a business. Yes, I would love to give you permission to start a business and to show you how to soar with your business. Some people want to be successful with their online sales card. Absolutely. Make some money while you're sleeping. I can show you how to do that. I can give you permission to start doing that now. And another really popular one, and maybe this is because my beginnings were at community college and in the 90s, is I heard again and again, People wanted a better sense of language so they could speak really, really well. I heard this a lot from people where English wasn't their, their first language. It was their second language or third language. But I'll tell you this, the longer I have helped people write books, the more I have heard from people that I think 
are quite astute when it comes to using the English language. I've heard them say, I'm just really, really self-conscious when it comes to words I think I overuse or phrasing that I get into too much or the fact that I love to ramble on or the fact that sometimes I just feel jilted and I, I can't get into that productive mode of saying the fullness of what I want. I can give you permission and help you hone the skills so you are soaring with the English language. Absolutely. I hope this gives you a sense of what we're doing today. I'm going to dive into your letters after this first break. And so just stay tuned. We're going to come right back. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. I am delighted that you have reserved this hour to spend with me. I'm your host, Coach Debbie. And if you're just joining in, today we are talking about having the permission to soar, to reach brand new altitudes where you're not putting in all that work that makes it harder and harder and harder to get where you want to go. Instead, you're working smarter and smarter and smarter. I give you the permission to soar by coaching you through those dreams and down those avenues where you have only in the past just dreamt of going, and now you're saying, you know what? I've waited long enough. I really want to reach new altitudes. I want to be like that eagle that's not flapping its wings to get higher and higher, that eagle that is high in the sky with its wings wide open and is just soaring on air. It sounds too good to be true, but there are plenty of things If you look back, you've done in other ways, it's time to do it for this chapter of your life. And if you'd like to join me, I will be offering a class called Permission to Soar. Maybe on Facebook, you are part of my free Story You group right now. But if you're not, I'd love for you to sign up. The link for Permission to Soar orientation is in my Facebook group, Story You with Coach Debbie. And when you join that Facebook group, and there's no requirements to join, when you join, you'll see that I am promoting the class Permission to Soar, and I would love for you to come 
and join the free orientation that's on Zoom. And if you're listening to the show live, that's going to be Friday, September 30th at 11 a.m. Pacific. But of course, whatever time zone you're in, you can join us live. One of the things that I want to help people with at that orientation is to find out what are the things you're thinking about and how do they match up with the 11-week course that I will be teaching from October through December 2022. That course, if you would like to sign up, is on offer for $4.95. And then there's also a method in which if you want to add on personalized one-on-one coaching sessions with me, there is an option to do that. Otherwise, we're going to meet on Fridays throughout the year until December 16th, and that'll be at 11 Pacific time on Zoom. So let's dive into some of these issues that come up for people when they're hedging on the idea that they could have permission to soar. One thing I hear a lot is people don't have a relationship with a journal, simply meaning that if they do have a journal, it's something that they don't go to on any regular basis. But many, many people say, well, I don't have a journal because when I was young, it was found and it was read. Well, guess what? That even happened to me. Your Coach Debbie, it happened to me. The neighbor girl read it. She mouthed a bunch of stuff to my parents. I was in terrible trouble. And it's not even so that that I had done anything terrible. It was simply that I had just written my thoughts down. When you are, so to speak, caught, it's almost like your subconscious mind shuts this steel door and says, we're never going there again. We're never having the opportunity ever again to be found out. What I want to tell you is even if that was just some sort of embarrassing or difficult event where your journal was found or where it was used maliciously, there are many, many ways that you can keep your thoughts safe And I don't really think it's safe to keep them running on a hamster wheel. You can write on a computer that is locked by you. You can write electronically in ways that are password protected. You can write with a pen to paper and keep that journal in a place that nobody knows about. It is my sneaking suspicion that ever since I was a young girl and my journal was found out about, that it has not been written since. That's my suspicion. I take much better care of it. And this is the reason why. I have a relationship with my journal. It gives me permission to know myself better. There's something about having a blank sheet of paper in front of me and a pen that feels really good in my hand 
In fact, I have this pen that my friend Antonio gave to me. It's a rose gold pen. I, I think it is absolutely gorgeous. And I love to write with that pen. It's one of those things, journaling is one of those things that I do on a regular basis because it allows Debbie to know Debbie. It's the me that gets to know me. It's the me that gets to admit the real me. It's the me that gets to understand what are the things that are my dreams? How is it that I might start to tease out working with these dreams? It is important for me to have a regular relationship with my journal. Now, in my class, Permission to Soar, I help people who are experienced writing in a journal, but I also help the person who's never done it before or who had a bad relationship with it come into a much better relationship with it. Sometimes it requires that you have some prompts to get you going. But what I find, I ran a a 40-day journal writing uh, boot camp, I called it. And many of those students went on to start to create their own writing prompts. And they have continued their journal writing exercises. It served them. It gave them permission to do more. For Diana, I can tell you that she, in the class, started to ponder the idea that her cookbook that she had self-published many years ago might be ready for a second edition copy, might be ready for really nice new coverings and more stories, more expansion and elaboration. So I talked to her about what goes into making a second edition of your original book, all the ways you can add to it. She started this project when she was in my 40-day boot camp, and she sent some of her writing in to me. What I think is wonderful about Diana is that her relationship with herself and how important it is to hear her dreams were coming out onto the page while she was in that boot camp and are continuing on so that she's doing bigger things than she could even imagine when she thought about doing that second edition of the book. One idea is to travel and to live abroad for an extended period of time. There are these things that start to multiply When you write them down in a journal and you give yourself real permission to just see what is honestly part of your desire, what is the next desire you want to hatch, what is the desire you want to take to a coach and, and map it out together how this is going to happen, what is it that you're willing to do When you start to put that stuff in a journal, it's not only possible that you'll step into those dreams, it's what's on the way to you right now. 
It's an amazing thing. You get it out of your head and you stop that cycle where permission gets interrupted. So let's say, let's just take Diana's situation. Let's say you were circling the idea of, I want to do a second edition. It's been 20 years since I put out that cookbook. And you start circling that idea in your head. I wonder how that's done. Your subconscious can get in there and literally interrupt the permission. Your subconscious can start talking back to you. It might hear you say, I wonder what it would take to do a second edition. Your subconscious will say, well, you don't know. You don't know what it'll take. And it could take a very long time. Your subconscious is going to go after the stuff that scares you. And there's only one reason why. Your subconscious keeps you safe by having you repeat the things you know how to do. So if you are someone who doesn't like to run out of time and you're entertaining putting together the second edition of your expanded cookbook, the one that you really wanted to write 20 years ago, but now you have the experience to do it, if you say, I wonder what it'll take, I don't, I don't really know exactly what's required, your subconscious could get in there and sabotage your permission and say, that's right, you have no idea what it takes, and you probably don't have the time. Your subconscious mind doesn't want you to waste your time. And to your subconscious mind, anything out of the ordinary because that's what it does. It programs you to stay in the ordinary. Anything out of the ordinary is a significant waste of time. So when you have a coach like me taking you through permission to soar, you're getting the interruptions where your subconscious might stop all that permission. Instead, you get me to talk to. You have me coaching you through and illuminating for you the hows that are right next to you that you probably don't even see. Another thing that we talk about a lot in uh, Permission to Soar is when we want to do something new and really reach new altitudes, we talk about this idea of how in your life have you been willing to stand out or be bold? Because this is a really big one. Your subconscious mind is going to love getting in there and toying with you and saying, that's, that's not for you. Being bold is not how you create a balanced life with family and with writing a book becoming a best-selling author. Your subconscious mind is going to say, no, 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 no. The only way to do this, according to your subconscious, is going to be to tiptoe around and to just be really, really good all of the time and let the things that you most want 
to once again become part of the sidelines. That is not how you soar. Not at all, my friends. Again, it is what your mind will do if you're all alone trying to find your path because your subconscious mind wants you to stay in the familiar. And maybe you have been very, very familiar with just tiptoeing around, making sure everything's taken care of, making sure your son and your daughter and your mom and your dad and the neighbors and your coworkers and anyone else that you can ever think of or dream of is happy and that you will get to your happiness, oh, later on, like next year or five years from now. It's very strange how willing sometimes we are, and we don't even know it, to postpone our happiness. You might be that person who gets in front of a coach like me and says, I want to write a book. I think if I could write a book, that would just give me permission to expand my life and to have this fullness with my family. Oh, my goodness. I just see myself as that person, but I don't know how to get there. What we do in my program is we start getting there today. We don't wait. We're in the habit of waiting for things like that to happen. But what we do in my program is we start taking steps so that the thing you say you want to have, you start having. I'd love to point out an example of my clients, Marsha and Dawn. One of the things I do with people is I do vision boards. And I really like to do them in a very, very particular way. The reason for this is I want to bring you into your voice that is going to align with soaring. I don't want you to just sort of, you know, hang out with the idea that you've got some good desires that'll happen someday. I really want to bring you into seeing those visions and having them sooner rather than later, much sooner. So in Don and Marsha's case, they were in a situation where their home was fine, but they were starting to envision what it might be like to upgrade. They started to go out and just see what's available. But things started to change when they got in front of me and they started to talk about the things that were far less desirable in the current home and would be far more desirable in a new home. Once we started to clean up the stuff in the current home that wasn't so desirable and really give permission that it could be left behind, all of a sudden their vision for what they wanted expanded. And you've probably gone through this before. You wanted to write the next chapter of your life and have part of it be a better home. 
Maybe you're thinking, well, I have a one-bedroom home, so a better one would have a two bedrooms. Or I have a one-bath home, so a better one would have two baths. Or I live in a condo, so a better one would have a little yard. We think of a safe upgrade. But one thing that Don and Marcia thought would be really, really great would be to have just a screaming gorgeous view. And I know they were thinking that might not happen in the next home. It might have to happen in the home after that or the one after, after, after that one. Well, guess what? They put it on their vision board. And guess what? In that same month, that apartment that they had been dreaming up came on the market. And not only did they find out about it, not only did they go and see it, but they're living there now. They're loving it. It is what they desired. They wanted to soar into a whole new lifestyle. They made a vision board out of it. When you claim your vision, get ready, my friends. Get ready to achieve a much higher and stronger altitude. That's what we do in Permission to Soar. Really great stuff happens. So hang out with me. I've got a little more information for you on this topic. We're going to come right back. Every person with a disability deserves equity in education, employment, and their community. Sherwood Community Services takes pride in serving all people with disabilities and their families since 1957, including in rural areas and non-native English-speaking communities. Sherwood provides service in Snohomish, Skagit, and Island Counties. Sherwood is open for referrals for telehealth and virtual support for children and adults with disabilities. To find out more, visit SherwoodCS.org. Sherwood, believing in abilities. Conversation you won't find on the rest of the dial. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back, my friends. We are talking today about giving you the permission to soar. This applies to you if you are a writer, if you're a speaker. If you're a coach, if you're a trainer, if you're a parent, if you're a sibling, if you're an adult, if you're breathing, I think you're getting the idea. It applies to you. You can have the permission to soar in your life. And think about those huge birds of prey up there soaring. They're not working so hard anymore. They've already put in the smart effort to get to that altitude. And now they're soaring. They're living it. They're doing it. They can see from long distances exactly the tasty meal coming their way, right? Is that what you want? Do you want to be up there in those high altitudes? 
Do you want to be beyond that hard, hard work? What I like to teach my students in my class, Permission to Soar, is how we work smarter, much smarter, not harder, not overtime, how we work smarter. So we reach those dreams. We're able to be bold. We're able to communicate. We're able to claim for ourselves exactly what we want. We're able to put something out there even when we can't see far, far into our future. We might only be able to see into the next five minutes or the next five days. We can't see what's going to happen to us in six months. But if you start to learn how to give yourself permission to soar, the things you're dreaming about are going to show up in six months, maybe even sooner. If you can be succinct about what it is you want, my experience is that you will have it. Let's talk a little bit about some of the concerns that come from people that are really, really committed to their writing, and they want permission to soar, but they're just not feeling confident that it's going to happen for them. One of my students named Vicki, she was somebody that had a very, very full life. And one of the things that she couldn't seem to give herself permission to do was to say, no to the family in any way, shape, or form in order to have time to say yes to her writing. Now, consider that she is a mom. Her children were young. She was married to a man that had multiple businesses. She had many, many tasks to do around the house, let alone support to give to her husband. She had a lot to consider because her girls were going to private school. She was busy, really busy. But she had a dream for a best-selling book. She knew if she could market her book and start to talk about the journey of cancer and how she and her siblings many years ago supported their mother through the journey of cancer, that it would make a difference for others. For Vicki, this was a situation where she and her siblings and her mother took a very, very holistic route. And in the end, the mother was successful. Now, what she wanted to impart in her book was that they didn't just you know, go to all these places, try every single remedy. What they did was they focused in on one idea that they really believed had a good, strong chance, and they all came together and put their energy together around it. What I told Vicki is that's exactly the approach you want to take to write your book. And the reason I advised this, and if you decide to take permission to soar with me and you decide to do one on coaching with me, 
This is probably a conversation I'll have with you. There are methods in your life that you have used that you can use now. In other words, for Vicki, the method that she and her siblings used to help their mother combat cancer and overcome it was that they found something that they could all agree to. They found what role each one was going to take on, and they stuck to it. They committed to it. They came together from a place of love. Now, a lot of people, when we're going through something as serious as cancer, we're scared out of our mind. In Vicky's family life, she knew that wasn't going to work. She had a faith that was strong enough that told her, that is not the way to help my mother heal. The thing is, is that Vicky wanted to write her experience and put it in a book and have it become a bestseller because she knew what she had done had not only changed her mother's life, but if people could know about this more unpopular method, the one that worked for their mother, and how the sibling girls came together, she knew it would help people. The thing was, her family life at current state was very, very busy. So I told her, take that method. Take that method of love. Take that method that we all have a particular role. Take that method that we are on a particular timeline and give yourself permission. This is the key. Give yourself permission to go to your family, sit them down, and talk to them about the book you want to write, the roles they're going to need to play in family life, the timeline that you are on, and that you expect them to come through with love. Not fear that mother has disappeared, not fear that these are going to be the hardest six months of their life, but from a loving place that we can communicate about this, that mom, also known as Vicky, hasn't gone anywhere. In fact, she's right here. She just happens to be writing a book. Now, in Vicky's case and in the case of many other people I've worked with, their fear of giving themselves permission to soar and write their book, especially if they have a very busy family life, is that they're thinking they're going to have to write 8, 10, 12 hours a day. No, you don't. No, I do not want that for you. I understand that there are plenty of great authors out there white-knuckling their way to stardom. But that's not the route you need to take, and that is not the route I teach. No, I can't get behind that. Why? You're going to run yourself into the ground. And then it won't matter that you're a self-wondered, published, Amazon great, bestseller, everything you ever wanted to be, because you're going to keel over, <laughs> and you won't be with us. So what I want for you, what I really want for you, is to understand that your best writing happens from your best energy. And it's very, very difficult, and I don't even know how, 
one would keep their best energy going. Eight, 10, 12 hours of really, really going at their book every single day. I have no idea how to teach that. I don't know how you would do it. It's not my method. But this is my method. We start to find out how much time works for you. And we start slow. You could think of it like going to the gym. Maybe when you start out on the treadmill, maybe they have you go at a slight incline for 15 minutes. You've gone from couch to treadmill. So they're trusting that 15 minutes might be a good starting point. Same is true with your writing. We have you start at maybe 15, maybe 30 minutes. I have found that 30 minutes can be a little daunting for people. They thought they were going to have to write eight hours a day, and they find they can't go for 30 minutes. That's not uncommon. There's nothing to be ashamed of. When I started doing a manuscript, one of the rules I had was that I would write for 12 minutes and take a break, and then I would set my timer for what I called the real time the real time I wanted to get in for that day. So basically, I would set my timer for 12 minutes. I would write. As soon as the timer would go off, I would go make myself a cup of coffee, or I would go and get a couple blocks of chocolate, or I would go and pour myself a nice cold glass of lemonade. Always depends on the season. And I would come back refreshed, and I would set that timer for a length of time that I wanted to stay and just simply write. Not worry about how great it is, but simply write. And I got that time up to about an hour and a half. It's rare that I go longer. You don't have to go that long. You might find that you go for 30 minutes. What's important is that we give you permission to soar with what feels best for you. It's not important that you do the same amount of time as the girl down the street that told you she just published a book. It's important that you find what works for you. And we do this together in my program, Permission to Soar. It is for the person that wants to soar in any capacity. Maybe they want to write a book. Maybe you want to put together a speech. Maybe you want to write the next chapter of your life. Maybe you've been trying to figure out, how am I going to have more time because I really, really want to volunteer for the animals at the, sink, at the shelter. If that's something you desire, If that's something you want to see in the next chapter of your life, I can help you soar. So you're not only finding some time, but it's regular. It's a part of your life. It's fulfilling your life. And then this is where the magic is. All the reasons that you want to volunteer for that shelter, all the reasons, all the benefit starts filtering back to you. It starts feeding into your life, having the time to be with animals, having that high quality love vibe 
that we all get when we're around animals, having the opportunity to walk them and get in a little more exercise for yourself, having the opportunity to maybe adopt your soul pet. There's wonderful things that happen when you give yourself permission to soar in the way that you most desire soaring. There is something you desire. For my friends Don and Marcia, they desired a beautiful view apartment, and they got it. It's gorgeous. For my friend Vicki, she desired a book that would keep the chronology of what she and her sibling sisters did to help their mother with one particular holistic method that cured their mother of cancer. For Diana, who is working on her second edition and currently giving herself permission to soar, she's going to see that these stories that have come to her in the last several years of her life, these revisions of recipes that she put together years ago, these ideas that she wants to see in bold, vivid color, the finale of those recipes, that's all going into the book. And that might even be what helps her move on into her dream to move and live abroad. If this is happening for my other clients, there is absolutely no reason why it cannot happen for you. In Permission to Soar, we get together on Fridays. We meet at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Wherever you're located, you can zoom in and meet with us. I coach you in this group setting every Friday. And if you care to, you may add on one-on-one coaching sessions with me privately. I'd love for you to join the Facebook group. It's called Story You with Coach Debbie. And I hope this serves you. This will give you permission to soar in any capacity that you can dream of. Until next Thursday, my friends, I am wishing you a beautiful week. Namaste. Namaste.